Great shows. Great music. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning. Good morning. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And if you were listening right before the program started, we had a little Simon and Garfunkel, and I hope everyone is feeling groovy this Monday morning. I sure am because I have a fabulous guest on. Uh, welcome, John. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm feeling groovy. Groovy, Deb. How you doing? <laughs> well, perfect, perfect. Let me give a little bit more information about you. My guest today is John Loomer, and John is a business consultant focused on advanced Facebook marketing, advertising, and measurement. John's first exposure to Facebook was in 2007 while he was with the NBA, and he has been using Facebook for business purposes, for his business, and for clients ever since. John started his business in September of 2011, and within just 17 months, JohnLoomer.com was named to Social Media Examiner's Top 10 Social Media Blogs of 2013. Welcome, John. This is such a treat. Yeah, and you know I was actually on the show in the past as well. Candy's Lou filled in for you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And she had you on as a guest. So this is fabulous. <laughs> you know, the the funny thing is, you're from Colorado, and you're actually still in yeah. Colorado. I can't believe that we didn't cross paths when I was in Denver. Um, yeah. you know, but it is a small world. I discovered by reading your bio that we used to uh, both work at the American Cancer Society there in Colorado. I oh. uh, predated you by a little bit, but you know, fabulous organization. And of course, you know, love of sports is something that I'm well known for. Mine's a little bit more on the collegiate level than the professional, nice. but um, you know, it's it's a it's a great way to be able to communicate with people. So. Let's just jump right in. And I love the fact that you are so focused on Facebook advertising and the numbers. And I'll be honest, I, I'm not a numbers person. And I know you probably hear that like with virtually every person you talk to. So why is it so important for a page administrator to pay attention to their insights as opposed to just post, 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 hope, 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 hope? Why do we need to pay attention to those numbers and what's important? Well, just like with anything, uh, anything in business, especially, you need to be able to measure whether you're succeeding or failing. Failing, mm-hmm. and um, otherwise, uh, if if your only measurement is the bottom line, you're just gonna you're gonna fail, and you're gonna mm-hmm. say Facebook marketing didn't work. Right. When in reality, you didn't work uh, because mm-hmm. you you didn't uh, follow along. The, I mean, Facebook gives you some cues as far as what's happening, what it is that people are engaging with, what it is they like and don't like about about what you've been posting, um, how you can optimize your efforts. And if you ignore those things, you're not going to do well. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I'll look at my page and I look at the insights and I see various things. So, you know, let's talk about first... One of the, I don't know if it's a misnomer, you know, I certainly tend to lean toward it, but it's it's more just anecdotal. With the whole thing of does a, a straight text post get more uh, reader <laughs> response, you know, a picture with a link, you know, I like, I know that Facebook doesn't really like it when we send people elsewhere, 
you know, or does it like photos best? What have you seen? I mean, I ultimately, I, I think what is important when you're when you're creating a post isn't thinking about what Facebook likes, mm-hmm. and, and the the what what you're referring to is reach essentially, right? right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if if it, in general we found that uh, to get the greatest reach, you use a status update, and that. Uh, photos get less reach and links get even less. But mm-hmm. that, that, that's, if you care about reach as your number one metric, then that's what you look at. But mm-hmm. personally, I think that's the wrong approach because the reach itself, first of all, I mean, we could go on and on and on about what I feel, I feel about reach, which I think it's a silly metric because it can't be proven and it doesn't right. specifically mm-hmm. lead to business. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if you're measuring the right things, um, reach doesn't pay the bills. It's, it's whatever happens after people see right. your stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry. Um, well, and, and to me, reach is exactly what we used to do and, and what they still do with the, the traditional advertising. You know, you might buy an ad in a newspaper that has yeah. a circulation of a hundred thousand people, but it doesn't mean that a hundred thousand people actually saw and read your ad. They just kind of had the opportunity for it there. So to me, that's what reach is, is they had the possibility of seeing what you had. And if you didn't write or post something that was, was valuable, it doesn't matter if two people saw it or 200,000. Right. It exactly. doesn't make any difference. Exactly. So, for example, you, you may have uh, shared a status update. Um, it got five, a reach of 5,000. And maybe it got a ton of engagement, too. But what did it lead to? Uh, and that doesn't mean there's no place for status update. Um, I absolutely use them because it's, it's a really good way to get a sense of what people are th- feeling and thinking and getting feedback. Um, but ultimately, when you're going to create a post, you shouldn't be thinking, what is the best way to get the most reach right. for this? Mm-hmm. It should be, how, 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 what, what makes the most sense for what I'm about to share? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can I create the most value? And it could be with a photo. It could be like, I use almost exclusively links. Link mm-hmm. shares, and the reason for that for me is because that's what leads to business for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a lot of I use status updates occasionally as well. Again, that's like that feedback type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I think one of the, the mistakes people make though is they may even look at their stats, and um, but they don't dig far enough. So an example would be they share, they do that thing with the photo, and mm-hmm. then they put the link uh, in the description, mm-hmm. and they say exactly I so what I much- did. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying this is wrong, okay? Right. Uh, but I, I often, though, not maybe 95 percent of the time or more, people are doing it for the wrong reason because it, mm-hmm. either it's the reach or it's engagement. My engagement is so much higher when I do that do it that way as opposed to the the link share. Well, engagement includes any kind of click whatsoever. It's not just the comment. It's not just the comment uh, share and like. Um, and so with a photo, every time someone clicks on that photo, which is often going to happen, um, you get an engagement mm-hmm. and Facebook tallies that. But is that really what you want when you're sharing a link? Right. Mm-hmm. What you want is people to click that link. So um, I, there's also a, a metric for link, link clicks, and that's within the consumption metric, with, and most people don't even know that exists because that lives within the uh, export and uh, so that's what I look at, and that's why I tend to just share links to my site the old-fashioned way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, and you brought up, you know, several very good things. The first is that you, you need to be linking to your site. And obviously if somebody just opens the picture to read the text and they don't follow through, well then that was a waste of time. You know, and, and it was funny. We had a discussion last week on social identities on, uh, one of mm. Hugh Briss's pages where someone said, Hey, they had this great document and it was a PDF. And how did they post it on Facebook? You know, when, because you, you can't post PDFs and, I responded and I said, you need to post it on your website and then talk about it on Facebook and send people to your website because then hopefully they'll do more things on your website. And unfortunately, right. the gentleman's response was, my website isn't all that good. <laughs> and so we said, okay, take a step back, <laughs> you know, yeah. get your website good, then do everything else. Absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, this, that's something I talk about a lot. And that, look, my, my focused, uh, outwardly is all about helping you with your Facebook marketing. But my core business is done through my website right. and mm -hmm. through my email list. And while, you know, that would be a big hit to me if Facebook completely changed their business model or they blew up tomorrow, uh it's I'm not all only about Facebook and my my I worry first about what I what I own and control. Mm -hmm. Uh so Facebook should be a spoke you know, in right. that wheel of, of your, of your efforts. But if it's the be all end all, you're putting a whole lot of eggs in that basket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when I give seminars, at least once every seminar, I will have somebody come up and tell me, I'm not going to have a website. I'm just going to have a Facebook page. Dangerous. And, 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 know, and these, I and these are also light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, tell are, them, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And these are the people also who freak out about every little change and right. I, I think i think at least that's the way i connect the dots on that because um i honestly just roll with it for the most part uh, even though it is pretty you know it's obviously still an important part of my business mm -hmm. but i i know that facebook com could completely screw me one day but i'll i'll be fine because the, my business is through my website and to be honest with right. you the traffic i get to my website only about eight percent of the referrals come from Facebook. Now that's not wow. to say that Facebook isn't valuable in my referrals. Mm -hmm. It's just right. that Google, Google is very, very valuable in my referrals. Mm -hmm. And then my email list also sends a ton of that stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if you focus everything on Facebook, dangerous. Or you face, focus your, your, put your focus entirely on one thing that's outside mm -hmm. your control. Dangerous. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, and, and I think that's what people need to remember is, Facebook isn't ours, you know, while we can conceivably control the content that we put there, yeah. even that is not, you know, a hundred percent. And, you know, we could log into our Facebook pages tomorrow and they could be gone or they could be radically changed or, you know, all of these various things. And that doesn't happen with your website. Anyhow, it shouldn't, you know, it, yeah. if it does, that means you've been, you know, you've been hacked, but your website should be kind of your be all end all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, I, and I trust Facebook, I think, more than the typical person, typical marketer that it's, they're not going to do something ridiculous tomorrow because I, I've right. largely, largely agreed with the progress that, that mm -hmm. Facebook has made over the last several years. Um, you know, but that said, yeah, I mean, anything can happen any day. And that's why you should, uh, as you prioritize the investments you make, uh, you should start with your website first or anything that you can control. One of the other uh, 
key things that you mentioned a couple minutes ago was no matter what you're posting, it needs to provide value. And I think that is so important, especially when I see people who only want to post things that are basically saying, hello, buy from me. Yep. You know, that's, that's not the way to go about this. If you look at some of the major pages that have, you know, a true product to sell and that's why they're there, like say a Starbucks or a Coca-Cola, they post so many fun things there. And then yeah. every once in a while they'll say, Hey, you know, we've got this great new product. We have the special of the afternoon, all those various things. But it's about that value and then engaging with people. Right. And I mean, how, how you define that value is different depending on the goals of your page, but you're right. It could be entertainment. Uh, it could be helping people, like a how-to type of thing, informational, you know, whatever. Um, and for me, it all kind of works together since uh, my, mine's about helping people, but it's also uh, in, in a roundabout way. It's it's sending them to my stuff all the time and sharing right. links mm-hmm. to my, my posts. Mm-hmm. But my those posts aren't by this, by this, by this. It's like how yeah. to do this and, and helping helping right. do things. So, um, so I guess that's twofold there it, your goal of your facebook page should be all about helping people but that should be the goal of your blog as well and we can get a whole into a whole other discussion about seo but that's really how you succeed with seo as well so right. about answering questions and helping people mm-hmm. well and you know when you send people to your website that has to be where you've got those clear things on there you know i i was looking at your website this morning where it's very clear what you sell and, and, you know, so if I went there looking for, you know, reading your, your most current blog post or whatever, then I see that and I think, oh, okay, well, this is very valuable. So I am going to read more, subscribe, you know, share this with my friends, hire you, which is obviously, you know, kind of the, the ultimate goal. But I got there from clicking a Facebook link that was talking about an article. You know, so that was that value that I saw. And then I got to your site and I really saw the actual value of the services that you provide. Right. I mean, that, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the way I want it to work. So, um, obviously, uh, different, uh, consultants or marketers have different business models, but my, my main goal is to show the value and, uh, and how I can help you first. But it's overwhelming. And, and that's, that's, that's okay too, because if you're overwhelmed and you think you can't do it yourself, that's, that's when you can, uh, hire me or do a one-on-one coaching call or, or, Buy maybe a an ebook or something or, or training program that I'm in the process of creating. Cool. Uh, so that yeah, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, you know, on the the insights, you know, we'll step back and, and keep talking about those a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I look for, you know, I don't, I I try not to get caught up in the numbers because you can, and and as you said, they're they're in in a lot of ways kinds of false numbers. But I look at them too to think, okay, well, I posted this on say a Saturday. And it got more engagement than a very similar post on that was done on a Wednesday morning. And to me, things like that are, are more valuable than, ooh, 117 people saw this post and two, you know, did such and such. Because I also want to figure out when is the best time to reach my audience. And that's yeah. something people really do need to pay attention to. Absolutely. Uh, and I think one of the problems is that everyone, while well, people are looking for that, uh, magic potion, I guess, um, mm-hmm. we, too many people are listening to the one size fits all reports, mm-hmm. right? right? So th- there's some, I mean, they're, they're valuable and they're interesting, I guess, um, mm-hmm. some of these reports that come out, but what they do is combine they mash up all the data from a whole bunch of brands, big brands, small brands in the U S outside the U S 
different industries, different time zones, everything. And they spit out the best time of day, best day of the week, best type of post to share. And everyone's like, that's what I got to do. And it's mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, right. And really what you need to do is look at your own data because your, your fans are different than mine um, mm-hmm. in terms of when, they, when they're online and what they respond to. But even then, even when you dive into those, that data, you still have to be careful because of small sample sizes. And there's all kinds of reasons why, uh, your, your reach or your engagement, uh, may be down or high for an individual post. Did you promote it? Uh, was it the right day of the week? Is it simply a more engaging piece of, piece of content than normal? Um, did someone really, uh, high profile share it? I mean, so all these things you have to keep in mind. So it's, it's right. still a lot of work, uh, but you shouldn't just look at one mm-hmm. post. You should look at, I mean, what I, what I tend to do is, uh, I'll do several things. I take, take ratios. Um, uh, so it's not just like the bare numbers. Um, mm-hmm. so like, for example, I'll look, this is where I actually look at reach a little bit. I'll look at mm-hmm. of the people I reached or of the fans I reached in particular, what percentage of them uh, engaged with my content or did a specific mm-hmm. type of engagement with my content. So that tells me it was either very engaging or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll take a top 10 over like a 150 day period. So, mm-hmm. so that way as well, you know, ratios are important since the size of the audience right. changes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, top 10, bottom 10, um, for each post type, and I'll start looking at, okay, what, what's, what's the common thread among these things? Is it the way I worded it? Is it the post type or excuse me, or is it the, um, the type of content that I'm sharing is a day of the week, time of day, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it, what you mentioned is so critical is it varies for each individual entity, you know, right. and, and that again is where people get so caught up. I remember it really wasn't that long ago, maybe a, a year or so ago, one of the stats that came out said, you know, in order to reach your, your target audience the most, you should post t- upwards of 12 times a day. And of course, everybody's yeah. eyes crossed at that because who the heck has time? You know, nobody has, <laughs> has that much time. And, you know, and, and I never could figure out where that came from. I mean, that was, I don't know if that was studying the really big brands who had full time people doing things like that. But, you know, now it's uh, more along the lines of once a day, you know, a couple times a week, all those various things. The, the, the day of the time does matter. You know, if you're trying to reach working moms, well, you know, posting during their work day where they're probably not on Facebook isn't going to cut it. But, you know, posting in the, the evening is better. Um, it actually reminds me of a story back when, you know, when I, you know, worked for the American Cancer Society there in Colorado. We uh, were running, this was when uh, TV stations still had to uh, do a certain number of advertisements for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And we had some great ads that we were running for ACS. And one was targeting uh, mothers of newborns. And it was, um, you know, it was a very cool ad. And the, the station that we were working with there in Denver really liked us. And they said, you know, we want to put this on at noon and at 6 p.m., you know, they, they were going to give us what was considered very good quality time. And we thought about it and we thought, but that's not when those new mothers might be watching TV. We right. got the most response when we ran the ads at 2 and 4 in the morning because that was right. when they were up and doing nothing besides taking care of the baby and watching TV. So, mm-hmm. you know, it really is, is 
critical to think about that. And, you know, for everybody who just thought, oh, I can't post at 2 o'clock in the morning, let's talk about scheduling your posts because there's a variety of ways to do that. Sure. And it's it's the perfect thing to do. So what are your favorite tools and why do you use them for scheduling posts? Well, so, wow, yeah, we could, we could talk about this one for <laughs> I know, a while. we can go on um, that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, so the frequency issue, uh, before I get to the tools, um, mm-hmm. frequency and time of day. First of all, if you're a local business, uh, I'd, I'd say it's easy, but it's easier than the brand that um, is focused on, say, publishing and website and stuff where you have right. an international audience, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I, it's really, I don't necessarily have one ideal time of the day or, uh, or day of the week because I've got readers from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what that means though is that, uh, if you, if you're a blogger or someone who has an international audience, you, you can't ignore that other audience, um, right. that's, that's outside of your time zone or outside mm-hmm. the U.S. or wherever it is you are. Um, so one thing I do is I take evergreen content, um, and I schedule it out, uh, every single night between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. my time is when I reshare that stuff. That I've written mm-hmm. weeks, months in the past. And, uh, so the, the thing is, most of those people probably didn't see it the first time or may not have because the first time I shared it, I shared it at a time that was convenient to me, which is what I do with a new post. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's part of my strategy. Uh, but the other thing is in terms of frequency and what's, what's acceptable, um, that's all going to be different again, depending on what is, what it is the value provide. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, honestly, I think, um, I, I think we do kind of, well, well, 12 may not be a great number of times to post. It, it just <laughs> depends. Um, I think we're people who are only posting once a day or two to three times a week, maybe missing some opportunities. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that the typical user is not on Facebook every day. Uh, um, right. only, only half of them are on Facebook every day. And those who are on Facebook are only on during it for 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this depends on your audience. But um, so all those things considered, if you post once per day, the odds of reaching typical fan is low. All right. So if you if you want to listen to that 10 percent to 16 percent number, if you only post once in a day, you're going to reach 10 to 16 percent of your fans in that day. And that's it. If you post twice per day and you space it out, you just up that up that number to maybe 20% to 25% that uh, you're going to start reaching more of those people and uh you're going to post and personally well I don't typically post uh four to six times per day I I I have a minimum of 4 hour um 4 hours that I'll space my my posts so I could oh, okay. post six times a day and I don't, I, they're typically not going to annoy people that way mm-hmm. because again, you're understanding how off, how long people are on Facebook mm-hmm. and, right. you know, it's only going to be those people who are on constantly or like, mm-hmm. why, you know, seeing this guy again, whatever. Well, and, and a four hour window, that's, that's a pretty good break. You know, I'm, right. I have mine on, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that usually has Facebook on when I'm sitting in front of my computer. But if I, you know, if there's four hours between a post, I, you know, may or may not even remember the post that was four right. hours ago. And you probably didn't see it. And, um, so, so that, that's one thing I look at. But, and then frequency, cause there's, there, there are frequency numbers within the export too. So you can start to look at, um, on which days did you reach fan, the, the individuals. So it breaks it down by 
Um, you reach fan, uh, a group of fans one to, I think it's one to five times, six to 10 times, 11 to 16 times, 16 to 20 times, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can start looking at, wow, I really, I hit a whole bunch of people more than 10 times on this particular day. And then you look at how much negative feedback did you get on that day? Mm-hmm. So uh, those are the things I look at. And I've often found that at least because I, I think I space things out, that there's really not a direct correlation to high frequency, high negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's one of the things I look at. And uh, again, I, I would recommend that if, if you want to reach people more often and you have the value though to share, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a key component right. to this. You don't just post for the sake of posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then frequency is not going to matter. They're going to be annoyed and mark, mark you spam or unfollow you or unlike you or all that stuff. But as long as it makes sense uh, to your strategy, I'd say right. go with it. Well, and obviously there are some businesses who do need to post more. A great example would be, say, a restaurant. You know, they might have a breakfast special, a lunch special, a dinner special, and, you know, a a, a 10 p.m. special or something like that. So they want to keep, you know, posting a little bit more frequently about those. That might mean, you know, six to eight posts a day. But again, it's, it's the value, it's the subject matter, and, you know, if, if it is too much, you'll lose your followers. Um, it was funny. You, you mentioned marking it as spam. I had somebody that said they did that the other day to a page that they had liked. And I said, why didn't you just unlike the page? Yeah. And, and it never occurred to them that they could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, but, but yeah, you know, so if you start losing your followers, well, you've been pestering a bit too much. Yeah. And, and, uh, even then, like, uh, yeah. The problem with those stats, the uh, the negative feedback, is Facebook does not break it down between right. fans and non-fans. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm especially if you promote your content, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of that's probably non-fans. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you believe in your your message and your strategy, and you're getting people unliking your page. Uh, you should take that into account, but that doesn't necessarily mean you should change everything either because you might be losing the right people, right. <laughs> like the people mm-hmm. you don't want anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's just we, we, we shouldn't basically we shouldn't overreact to any information. Mm-hmm. Uh, take, take it all in and, and make a decision that way. Any, anyway, you, you had asked about the, <clears throat> the tools and one of the tools I've started using more recently is Post Planner. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons for that is, uh, because of that, uh, late night scheduling uh, th- part of my strategy of the evergreen content, uh, it can be really a laborious process um, of scheduling content, especially if you have a lot of it on mm-hmm. Facebook because you have like all these silly drop downs. Mm-hmm. And um, with Post Planner, what you can do is just create uh, an Excel document mm-hmm. and put in, you know the, the date, the link to the post, and your description for each one. And you just upload it. So, wow. like, yeah, last week or so, I, I, I did this. Um, so, 50 posts I uploaded. So that that lasts me almost um, uh, two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I schedule those into that period between 10 at night and two in the morning. Nice. So that's the first thing I do. And then the second way I use Post Planner is uh, I started doing this lately. Is I'll find as I read a lot throughout the day. Um, and as I find stuff that I think is especially important, and it's usually from like a tech crunch or inside Facebook or all Facebook, um, I'll add that to my queue on Post Planner, mm-hmm. which I have a queue that um, will share a post 
um, in the afternoon. I think it's around 4.30 or 5 in mm-hmm. the afternoon. And if there's anything in my queue, it'll, it'll shoot it out at that time. So it, it just makes it really easy you know, for my right. strategy. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned evergreen posts. And, and uh, those are posts that, you know, they're, they're not timely. They're timeless. So, you know, it could be a post that, you know, talks about, you know, obviously you're referring people back to your blog. So you're writing blog posts that aren't saying on Monday, March 1st, such and such and such. You know, it's it's more along the lines where if you read it the day it was written or two or three months later or even a year later, the information is still important to people. And that's that great content that people really need to start generating and curating. Yeah, and that's the difficult part with Facebook, obviously, is that evergreen is not easy to do mm-hmm. um, because things change so fast. But it, it is a lesson, though, I've learned over the last couple of years. Um, in try, and, I mean, there there are certain posts which are always going to be considered breaking news, and then mm-hmm. that just won't won't be evergreen. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I am a little bit more careful in the way I word post these days uh, to make sure it's something that I that will be. Mm-hmm. valuable months down the road if right. Facebook hasn't made a mm-hmm. significant change since then. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I do that too with my blog posts. I'm talking more along the lines of, you know, here's how to use it as a marketing tool rather than the top button in the right corner, you know, because, yeah. yeah. And, and of course, the way they do Facebook, what I see on the top right corner might not be what you see anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's always interesting. But, you know, a, a business can fairly easily create good evergreen content with whatever it is, you know, that they've got, whether it's a product or a service, you know, you can, you maybe it's frequently asked questions, you know, well, those are frequently asked questions. So whether they're asked today or, you know, they were six months ago, it's the same question. How to videos, you know, you've got some great YouTube videos that you, that you put together. And it really is pretty simple for businesses to create this. And by scheduling it, you know, it, it takes that stress off of, oh, I have to post at four. I mm-hmm. promised I would always post mm-hmm. at four. Okay. Well, you just schedule it. And like you said, you did several months all at one point in time. Right. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of stress that goes into social media management. And mm-hmm. look, uh, the busier you are, the less possible it is to post at a particular time. And I often hear that excuse. I just don't have time mm-hmm. to, to do Facebook. Right. Well, you, even if you don't have a lot of time, you can schedule out content and then find a window of time during the day where you can respond to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't have to be on Facebook all day to, you know, to be consistent. Right. You know, I tell people an hour a week and then maybe 15 minutes a day, you can, you can have a pretty good solid Facebook presence. You and, can. and then of course you can tie all that into, you know, you're also posting on Twitter, on LinkedIn, you know, all of that. If you're posting the same content and using a tool that, you know, does a lot of that for you, it really can get down to a pretty quick, simple process. It can, it can. And I think uh, we do tend to overcomplicate Facebook, I think, at mm-hmm. times. And people are overwhelmed with all the changes and all the, uh, the, the various tools that are available, the advertising and everything else. Um, but if you want to break it down in simple terms, um, it, 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 you don't have to use everything available to you. And it's, it's right. really not that hard. Yeah. Well, and it's also about focus. You know, I'm the kid with bright, shiny objects. So when I go on to Facebook, it's pretty easy for me to get caught up in clicking on the link of somebody's cute little cat video or, you know, what, and, and so if, if you're like that, 
don't go to your personal page. You know, just go to your, your business page. Save the personal page for, you know, looking at it at night while you're watching TV. And set a timer. You know, make sure that you know, okay, I'm only going to spend 15 minutes or, you know, maybe you want to do more, you want to do 30, whatever. That will help you focus on things like that. Yeah. And, and Deb, I mean, this is, this is an issue for anything, not just Facebook. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I struggle with, uh, trying to find the, the ideal, um, schedule of my day, mm-hmm. trying to find time for everything. It's just, you know, it's just, a, it's a matter of, Finding or find the way, best way right. to organize yourself, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's for Facebook or it's for email or it's for writing a blog post or for anything else, you got to find time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, we are at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to go ahead and, and take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about promoted posts and advertising. Um, you know, because that is where Facebook makes its money, so they're they're very good at it. And let's talk about why businesses really should consider, you know, both kind of a combination. Maybe it's promoted posts. Maybe it's just advertising. But let's walk people through what that process is and why they, they really should think about doing things like that for their business. All right. Sounds good. Great. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. Real life isn't like TV. Bad guys don't read scripts. When a crisis occurs, only solid training will be enough to potentially save your life and the life of your family. At Duty to Act, owned and operated by Navy SEAL Jimmy Graham, our focus is to make sure you have all the training you need to be the first and last line of defense against unwanted intruders. Duty to Act is a professional defense company that offers the best training in the world to prepare individuals to protect themselves and their family members against real-world threats. Of today. The Close Quarters Defense System is the world's best and most proven real world defense system. Its foundation has been taught to our nation's most elite operators for the past two decades. Other classes we offer are active shooter response, home defense, women's defense, and more. Now it's your turn. To find out more or to sign up for classes, find us online at dutytoact.com. That's dutytoact.com. Or call 720 644 7552. Remember, the life you save may be your own. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. MileHighRadio.com just what the doctor ordered. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, and thank you for being my friend. 
If we're not connected, why the heck not? It's pretty easy. Just go to debcreer.com and you can see all my social media links there. And before we jump back in, welcome back to John Loomer. And John, tell people how they can connect with you online. Oh, just go to johnloomer.com. That's J-O-N-L-O-O-M-E-R.com. Facebook.com slash John Loomer Digital. Those are the two best places. Cool, cool. Well, and, and, you know, I was looking on John's site this morning and came across something that I definitely have to make sure that I check out every time. John does interviews with, with a lot of people and in the, the social media realm and their pub casts. So, John, are you actually in a pub when you record these or are you just at home with your favorite beverage when you're doing those? I am at home. Yeah, it's a, a virtual pub. So the idea is I invite a different friend to the virtual pub each mm-hmm. week and we get drunk on social media. Cool. And uh, so I've had some awesome, awesome names on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we just, uh, the, the requirement is that you have some drink of, uh, have a drink of some kind. It can be water. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody can be responsible. And, a responsible uh, but, talker. <laughs> that's, that's right. And what's funny is though, these often happen at like, you know, in the morning, <laughs> so it's kind of ridiculous, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun with it. So the, so the thought there is it's, um, you know, more casual as opposed mm-hmm. to like right. question by question by question, answer this, answer that. And we just kind of have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it, there really is some great content there. I started to listen to uh, a couple of them today and, and discovered, oops, they were a little long for me to do this morning, but I will <laughs> definitely go back. And I think that brings up something that's very important is that there is so much that is happening in social media. It's very difficult for one person to keep up with it. So by talking to people, you know, like you do and like I do, it allows us to touch base with those people who are experts in certain areas. And, you know, it, it really is a, a very good way to be able to, to provide all this information out to people. Yeah. And, and podcasting is something I'm, I'm still figuring out. Mm-hmm. But um, one one thing I'm really glad I did this year. Um, so when I started investing more in it this, you know, basically the the first of the year. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to do is begin bringing in people, uh, getting getting other points of view. Because uh, last year I was just basically talking to myself uh, from mm-hmm. when I started it in like June, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it really valuable because you know I have I have a really tight focus uh, in what I write about. And uh, I often bring in people who are going to talk about something uh, broader that I, that I don't know a lot about. And uh, so they might be, we might be talking about blogging or, you know, uh, something more you know, like I had Danny Brown last week. who's mm-hmm. who's much more of a, a marketing classic. I don't know if he's classically trained in marketing, but he, he certainly <laughs> uh, sounds like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so a lot of the things may be a little bit over my head or I'll have somebody like Dennis, you come on who mm-hmm. like, I'm a, I consider myself a Facebook ads and stats junkie, but this guy is just crazy. Uh, he knows, <laughs> he knows everything. Uh, and so I love having people like that who can add a new perspective and, and teach me something new as well. Great. Great. So, you know, for, for everyone listening, be sure to go to John's website and check those out because those really are fabulous. Well, let's get back into talking about, as you said, what your specialty is. Promoted, let's, let's start first with promoted posts. <laughs> Explain what those are. And, and, you know, I do them on occasion. I, I very much try to limit those, especially since Facebook changed who sees them. Um, but talk to people about what a promoted post is and why as a, as a page you might want to consider something like that. 
Well, I'm not going to give you the answer that you're expecting here, Deb. <laughs> um, so promote a post uh, when you have a post uh, that you've written from your page and there's a little button that says, it, there, I think people, different people have different things that it says, mm-hmm. but it could say boost post or promote right. or something like that. Um, I would not do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the, but the, the reason is different than I think what people think. Uh, first of all, that button, uh, it, it, to me, what it is, is a, it's a really cookie cutter way to get the new advertiser to convince them to right. promote something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's really targeted at the small business. And the reason I think that is because Facebook took away the ability to target your fans only. If you have a small business, with only a hundred fans promoting something to a hundred fans is ridiculous mm-hmm. because you're going to reach, you know, so few of them, you're never going to be able to run up, a, run up any kind of a, a bill on that. And, um, so, so I, they got rid of the fans only, um, targeting and they made it as broad as possible. Um, and as a result, I think they're just ineffective. Right. Um, so, so what I do is I, I, I say this every time I talk about anything Facebook ads related. Use Power Editor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of a clunky tool, but it allows you to do all kinds of things that you can't do within promoted, the typical promoted post mm-hmm. or within the self-serve ad tool. So within Power Editor, you can create an ad, uh, promoting a post that's targeted at your fans only. You can determine mm-hmm. which of your fans is targeted at based on all kinds of different things. You can control the placement, so whether it's in the news feed, mobile news feed, desktop news feed, anywhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. You can control the bidding, which you have no control over when you promote a post. Otherwise, right. you can determine whether mm-hmm. it's CPM or optimized CPM, CPC, if you want. There's so many things you can control if you just use Power Editor mm-hmm. instead. Right. And, and on a promoted post, for those who haven't done that, what happens is you have the ability for a certain period of time, and it's a very limited period of time, for your post to show, and, and promoting means that you have Hello paid for it, and of course Facebook suggests a number for you, and it's really not overly expensive. But as as John said, they've taken away the ability to have it just go again to just your fans, and so now it goes to your fans and their friends. And that's where it can get really close to being very spammy because these are people who did not like your page and all of a sudden your information is appearing um, on their in their news feed. So you have to be, if you're going to use that feature, you have to be very, very careful about when you do it. Um, you know, I did one last week. I managed the, the social media page for the West Cobb Business Association here in, in Atlanta. And we're having the, the, the governor of Georgia as our speaker. So clearly we want to have a, a very good turnout for this. We're really promoting it hard. So I made the decision to spend the whole $10 to do a promoted post because I thought, well, the fans of that page are probably, you know, the, their friends may also be here in West Cobb and that might be something that they'd be interested in. And we did see a spike um, those those days in people who registered for the event. But, you know, I, I really thought long and hard about, did I want to do that? Because I certainly didn't want people to think it was spam and i would only do that you know that one time i wouldn't do it again you know even though the governor doesn't speak until the end of the month i won't do another promoted post about it because i don't want people to report it as spam right i'm it's not just a matter of reporting like as a user i i find most of the stuff that's in my news feed most of the content not not like uh 
the sponsored story stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the, a lot of those posts to be annoying that aren't mm-hmm. from right. pages I've I've I liked. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm really conscious of that uh, when when I promote my posts. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a couple things real quick. So yeah, you are limited when you promote a post through Facebook through through your page itself in terms mm-hmm. of timing. Uh, it's usually a three day window. Power editor again, no such limitation. You can promote it for however you want, however long mm-hmm. you want. So that's another reason to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so but really the main reason you should promote a post. And a lot of people hate this, but it, and, and we can get a long discussion about it. <laughs> but is that you're not again? You're only going to reach ten to fifteen percent or right. so of your fans mm-hmm. of a given post. And the reason for that, and everyone wants to point the finger at Facebook with Edge Rank, but it just makes sense when you think about people's activity on Facebook that you're not going to reach most of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, with an email, how many people open an email? Right, and that's that's a stationary target. You got twenty percent of people who open it. And then you're like, you're mad because 100% or 50% of your fans didn't see something when many of them weren't even on today. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them were probably not on during a two-hour window when you posted right. it. So it just makes mm-hmm. sense. So when you promote it, um, when they do come online, they'll see it. And that's why it's valuable. And that's So if you've got a post that leads to some sort of business goal, um, those are the types of posts that I would recommend promoting. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, I wouldn't do it through the Facebook interface. I would do it with Power Editor. Yeah. So now, uh, if my understanding is Power Editor, though, is is it a Facebook tool? How do you get to Power Editor? Yeah, it, it is created by Facebook. It's a bulk ad editor. It's a mm-hmm. um, browser plugin. So, but if you just, it used to just be a Chrome plugin, but I think you can mm-hmm. use it from any browser now. You just go to facebook.com slash Power Editor. Great. Uh, and you probably need to quickly install it. It's a mm-hmm. piece of cake. Okay, great. And, uh, and then you'll have a list of all, you, know, you can create, create ads. You have a list of ads you've already created. And, uh, it's a little clunky. I do have a tutorial on my site. Um, mm-hmm. but, and I, and I, whenever I write about how to do something within Power Editor, I tend to have a video as well. It should help. Cool, cool. You know, and, and I think advertising is something that many Facebook uh, page owners shy away from, you know, and it, it really is such a valuable tool. And Facebook does a pretty good job at it because, you know, that is where they make the, the bulk of their money. So, you know, I've had people that have said, well, what if I only want my ad to run, you know, these certain periods of time and, you know, and you, you set your budget for the day, you set how long it's going to be. All of those various things, and I have never once heard somebody say that Facebook overbilled them, or you know any of those things. They're very good at all of that. Yeah, and, and it's funny you mention that because I've tried other types of advertising where that that exact same thing happens, where you do mm-hmm. get overbilled because it's always like a an estimate of cost or whatever, right. and it's, it's not an actual limit, and you end up paying five, ten, fifteen dollars more than you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that never happens to me with Facebook. Um, but yeah, that Facebook ads, the targeting is is so incredible now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've, you've got, uh, you know, first of all, you can obviously target your fans. You can target your email list now mm-hmm. with, uh, custom audiences. So if you had, if there are people who aren't your fans, but are on your email list, mm-hmm. uh, you can target those people in ads. And wow. so uh, that can be especially powerful if, say, you've got an email list that's really well segmented based mm-hmm. on products they've bought from you before. 
<clears throat> so let's say you've got a group of a thousand people who have bought widget 1.0 from you mm-hmm. and, and now widget 2.0 is available so you can create an ad saying hey just you bought 1.0 i just want to make sure you know the 2.0 is now available go upgrade now so mm-hmm. that would be in addition to your your email marketing to let those people know, mm-hmm. like you would obviously do. Uh, they may not have opened that email. They may have mm-hmm. ignored it. They may have forgotten about it. When on Facebook, that adds there as well. And so, well, and it's like typical advertising. You have to see a message multiple times before you do take yes. action. Right, and it's also relevant now that way, right? Um, but there's so many other things too. I mean, FBX, which is Facebook retargeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've probably noticed how much more relevant advertising is these days mm-hmm. than it was even six months or a year ago. Right. It's not just Facebook. It's everywhere. It's like you, you're you on a certain website and then you go to another one and all of a sudden, and this is Google too, you mm-hmm. see, an, see an ad for that website, for that product that you didn't used to see. It's And, and to people for the first time or for a while, that's creepy, but mm-hmm. it's also relevant. You're not getting a bunch of stuff right. that doesn't apply to you. So... That's what FBX is as well. If you come to my website, and I, I don't believe I have it running right now, but if you go to my website and then go back to Facebook, you may see an ad in your news feed, and you might not even be my fan, mm-hmm. um, about my content or about something um, because I know that you've already expressed interest in my content by being there. So, right. but, but where that can be especially powerful is if you go to a landing page on my site for a product or service, mm-hmm. you don't end up buying uh, I can end up targeting you in an ad to remind you to go buy that product. So mm-hmm. it can either be my site in general that you visited or a specific uh, page. Mm-hmm. So it can make it so, so relevant. Right. And, you know, and, and the Facebook ads are looking for keywords in people's posts and all of these various things. Uh, you it's, it gets interesting sometimes when you see the ads that, that come up. You know, I've had people that have complained, you know, like they've said, you know, uh, why did this ad appear? Well, it was because somewhere you talked about something that was relevant and they, oh. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, and it's, it's kind of the, the opposite of television advertising in the fact that, you know, there's, there's, they're just advertising to anybody who potentially is watching that, that TV program. And so we go forward through them on the DVR. That's when we go and get a, you know, a, a, we take our restroom break. We go get new coffee, you know, a new adult beverage because that ad didn't pertain to us in the slightest. Right. You know, at least here it's a targeted ad where somebody, you know, that the, the person who is seeing it had some type of interest in it. Right. And to be clear that the advertiser does not know who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. We all we're doing is telling Facebook target this ad at right. people who who have done X, Y, or Z, have interest mm-hmm. in this and that, or satisfied of these certain conditions. Mm-hmm. Facebook does that. We never see who those people are. Right. But, it's, um, it's not sending people the names of you know he, yeah. here's Betty, Bob, and Sue, so that you can now market to them directly. It does not do that. <laughs> right. Right. So it is extremely relevant. I mean, so I often you know ask people that you know would you rather have advertising that's relevant or not relevant and they say i'd rather not have advertising at all well that's not an option no no (laughs) facebook has to make money and i remember back in the the beginning of facebook ads just all the junk the get rich quick stuff and all Mm -hmm. the spammy stuff that was an oh no i do not want those days back i'd much Mm -hmm. much rather have stuff that may actually be helpful to me Mm -hmm. and occasionally it is um now I i think 
anything that's not helpful is often the fault of the advertiser. It's not Facebook. It's uh, mm-hmm. you got you've got to make make sure that whatever you create, whether it's an ad or it's anything else, adds value, and also understand that when you're um, uh, kind of intruding on them, which is what advertising does, it interrupts. Uh, that you're that you're sensitive to that, and so I get a lot of ads that are still you know, all about money, 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 make money, make money, and it's annoying. Um, so so your 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 goal should always be to be to provide value in whatever you do. Right. So then when someone sees that ad that they and they haven't seen you before, they'll actually click on it. Right. And, and it is, you know, as we've been saying, it's very relevant. You know, I'm looking at my Facebook page right now. Earlier today, obviously, I posted that you would be on and that, you know, we would be talking about Facebook advertising and, and, you know, things like that. The second ad that is showing up on my page is for Post Planner. Mm-hmm. You know, it knew exactly that. And, and you're right. In some ways, it is a little bit scary, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a great way for somebody to really hit the people who want to see potentially your message as opposed to just, you know, anybody randomly, that, like a billboard. You know, yeah. maybe a billboard, that time is gone. You know, you still see them, but is there really something that's going to happen with a billboard anymore? Right. And this is an example, again, of why reach is less and less relevant. Because with mm-hmm. the billboard, you're going to reach oh, thousands, millions of people. Mm-hmm. Right. How many of those people are actually going to do anything? Whereas now, uh, like with that, your ad, uh, in place of the billboard, you're going to do something that's going to tar- be targeted at maybe, for example, 5,000 people who are extremely relevant. Your reach may be one one thousandth of what it was before, but you actually get the people who perform the, the action right. that you want. Mm-hmm. Well, and I tell people that's the same thing with just worrying about the number of followers you have, you know, or the oh, number yeah. of connections. You know, 10, thousand might really be a good number to you but if only a hundred of those people are the people you need to reach then you know the hundred was your good number as opposed to the ten thousand yeah it's all about relevance uh the i i i personally try not to get bent out of shape over you know round numbers because they really and i'm a big baseball stats nerd too so i was kind of laugh at big round numbers that don't mean anything. You know, mm-hmm. the first player to ever get to 500 of something, and this is dumb, you know. It's like uh-huh. who's the first person to get to 499 too, but right, didn't make right. a deal. But anyways, <laughs> a little tangent. But uh, so whether it's 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, ultimately it doesn't change your goals. And whether, and the truth is, with the way as powerful as Facebook ads are these days, number of fans not even that important anymore because you can right. create ads targeting people who aren't fans, whether it's with custom audiences or other things, mm-hmm. uh, and still reach a really relevant audience. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it, it comes back to providing that good value, providing the things that the people need to, to see and to read to cut out of the clutter, you know, because we are inundated with so much. If you're not providing something that is good, whether it's a post, an ad, whatever, it gets totally ignored because there's so many other things that we're, we are paying attention to. Absolutely. And I think that to, to maybe uh, do a 360 or one, whatever it is, when we're talking about um, re- the best time to reach people, if you post at a time when everyone's online, that you may reach them, but you're going to be there with all the other clutter, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes the best time to reach people would be when you're going to reach fewer of them, but there's less clutter. Definitely. trying to tie that all together there. Mm -hmm. You know, we started sending out an email for West Cobb Business Association Monday at 9 p.m. 
and we get far better open, you know, total actual open rates as opposed yeah. to, you know, and, and click through rates than if we send it during the day, which is counterintuitive. You know, it's, it's for business owners and, and, and members of the, the business association, but they're busy during the work day, you know, and, and so when we have them see it at a totally different time, it catches their attention. Right. They, they may be available. They may quote unquote see it. But they're probably not focused or particularly right. receptive to whatever it is you're trying to give them. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes down to experimenting. And, you know, and, and that gets scary for business owners. Um, you know, one of the things with Facebook advertising that I have, have found is the people at Facebook, you know, we, we give them a lot of knocks and, and, you know, criticisms, but the advertising people are really good. You know, anytime I have had any contact with them, they're, they're very good. They're very helpful. You know, they, they obviously want you to continue spending money. So they're going yeah. to be good and, and provide the information that you need. I think they're getting better overall. Um, I, you know, I've had issues with, uh, communication with Facebook and in the past. Uh, one thing I, I was really impressed with, uh, last week, I stumbled on someone who impersonated, in a way impersonated me, took my profile photo and was using oh. it as their own, their own. Oh. And I reported them, and within uh, 24 hours, they had been taken care of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that that's something I'm not used to. And I got an email, I got an alert on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just that they took care of it; they let me know exactly mm-hmm. what they did. So, nice. um, so some of the knocks that they, Facebook takes with communication are certainly earned, but mm-hmm. I think I think they're getting better. Well, and you know, they obviously want to be around for a long time. You know, we, we want to be, you know, having Mark Zuckerberg around as, as, you know, the CEO when he's in his forties and fifties. And, you know, I laugh about that, but, you know, they're a business. And so they are learning more and more about how to function as a business. And they realize that business pages and, and the people then who do the advertising is what they have to appeal to, you know, and, and you mentioned earlier that, you know, they're really not changing things all that much and the changes they make are fairly strategic and it is because they're trying to make this an ongoing business entity. You know, it's not just for sharing the cute little videos of the cats. It's about selling products and services and being able to also have the cute little videos of cats in there to make it interesting for people. Yeah, but Facebook understands there's that balance though too. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order for Facebook ads to be uh, to be a moneymaker and for it to work, to be valuable to advertisers, they need all those cat people on Facebook mm-hmm. to use right. it. Because if all we have is a bunch of marketers on Facebook, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that balance that they, they do have to make it, make the, imp- improve the user experience, make it as good as possible. Um, and while also integrating ads and not having the ads take away from that experience. It's a balance, but people often knock Facebook. They're all about making money. Well, in order to make money, the user experience still has to be good. Right. Um, and the right. minute that that is that goes down, the business is in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they are doing things you know continually that upset people, especially regarding privacy and and all, all those various things. But you know, some of the other things that they do are so cool. You know, I'm, the, the the images are now bigger, and you know, so the in, in some cases it's almost lifelike, which is a little bit scary. But you know, you've got so much more that you can do with it. From a fun perspective and then also from a business perspective that I think, you know, they, they really are trying to, to make it something where, you know, you never leave Facebook. I mean, that's obviously what they would, I think would be their ultimate goal, but it is something where they're working with it to try and make it relevant for everyone who's there. 
Right. And they're, they're making it, uh, trying to make it more conversational. And one of the ways they're doing that is now they're integrating hashtags as well. That was just mm-hmm. rolled out right. last week. So you can start jumping into public yeah. conversations. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not wild about and I've never really liked hashtags on Twitter either, but that's my own personal little soapbox. Um, and, and, but I certainly understand their relevancy. I just don't like it if somebody wants to put 18 hashtags in one post. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, no. I'm with you on that. <laughs> it has to be relevant. It's, yeah, I, it can yeah. definitely be annoying. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and so it'll be fun to see how hashtags carry out. I think we need to create a hashtag for Mile High Radio. You know, we, mm-hmm. we definitely need to do that. But, um, well, we're just about ready to wrap up. So one last time, John, tell us how people reach you. Go to johnloomer.com or facebook.com slash johnloomerdigital. Perfect, perfect. And if, you know, if it's a business owner who's thinking, should I advertise, should I not advertise, what is one little piece of wisdom that, that you would want to impart to them? Well, I mean, if, if you are, if you have a business and you're investing in your business, uh, you need to spend a little bit of money. And the thing is with advertising on Facebook you can spend a dollar at a time. You can spend, right. have, just set aside something mm-hmm. to experiment and start trying it out. It could be $5 a month, but, but I, I never accept the excuse. I don't have the budget. I'm a small business. I, I'm a small business. I'm the smallest of businesses. I have no employees and I started from nothing. Mm-hmm. And just start with something, experiment, find what works and what doesn't. And certainly research as well. Right, right. You know, and, and one of the best posts that I have seen that talks a lot about this is, is one of John's posts. And this was, I found this, you know, I think it, you posted it last week. It's Tools I Use, written mm-hmm. by John. And it talks about the various tools that, that he uses in his, uh, you know, whether it's advertising, posting, all those various things. And it's a, it's a very nice read. You know, it's, it's explains things in terms that, you know, virtually anybody can understand. So I encourage people to go to John's website and, and check that out. Thank you, Deb. Great, great. Well, John, it was fabulous having you on. When you know Facebook makes major changes again or adds some cool new feature, we'll definitely have you back so that, that we can uh, let people know about those new features. Thanks again, and everyone, have a fabulous day. Back to what we said at the very start. Go back to feeling groovy, folks. Stay that way all day, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, so on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for milehighradio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel. 
Hi, Chris here from Yambana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. Yumbanashop.com. Thank you for being a friend. Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.